The following show contains language and themes not suitable for children. This show was recorded live and is uncensored. The views and expressions discussed on this show do not represent those of the Comedy Palace or its staff. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. Okay, cool. Cool, we're live from the, the Comedy Palace in Kearney Mesa, California. It's a, a place in San Diego. Where they have a comedy venue. They have a comedy venue. There's a comedy show going on right now. Uh, it happens here every Friday and Saturday. Uh, they have the, the weekend shows at 7.30 and 9.30 p.m. Featuring uh, premiere comedy. From, yeah, from all over the country, really. Uh, right now, on stage, there's uh, Jennifer Arendale. I believe she's from the L.A. area, probably came from somewhere else. Um, hopefully, she'll stop by later on and, and have a chat with us. Uh, talk about the, you know, whatever happened on, on, on the comedy scene. Or not on the comedy scene, on the comedy stage right now. Right, we're very live. Some wisdom. Yeah. And uh, uh, you're listening to Mr. Neil Singh. Oh, that's right. I should have an intro. Yeah, man. Yes, I'm Neil Singh. We're over here live at the Comedy Palace. Um, This is the very first venue in the city of San Diego. No, actually, it was the the Comedy Store. That's right. Well, La Jolla is a different city, I guess, right? Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with, with that, you know, kind of... So nice it's the second venue, the second comedy venue in San Diego. The first real comedy venue. The first, re- <laughs> the second real comedy venue. Fair enough. Well, the com- <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So here we are. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. There we go. So here we are at the Comedy Palace, and um, yeah, uh, Friday, Friday, February eighth. 2019. And we got an audience in the house. Yeah. Uh, the shows have been hot. There's a lot of hot shows this year ever since, uh, I guess, 2019 came around. It's been a good thing for the Palace. When normally in the winter, numbers be thinning, but uh, it's been, it's been, it's been uh, busy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, bringing good local comedy and, and kind of reaching out, getting some, some folks from around the country, but also focusing on uh, established comics here in San Diego has uh, really, you know, benefited the, the, the place. No, yeah, they've been around for for a while, they've tweaked it, you know, they've even changed the building to make it more comedy friendly. Yeah, well, let me allow my, uh, introduce my co-host here. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, it's me. Oh, I think I'm in the shot this time. There we go. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Benji. And Benji. Benji Garcia Reyes. I am the, the Paisa of all trades. The Paisa of all trades? Paisa of all trades. What does that mean? I'm actually the people's comedian, but Paisa of all trades is like I do all, you know, I'm, I'm helping with audio stuff. It's Paisa like, like, uh, Spanish for Jack? Yes. Okay. Got I was try- that's what. See, you're you're a quick one. That's what I was trying to do, and you picked it up fast. Gotcha. It doesn't sound anything like Jack. That's that's why. But, <laughs> but the context. I, I, I always thought it'd be like a Jacko, <laughs> Cone Totalos Trados or something like that. A Browno of all Trados. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take that. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, it's hot. It's hot. So much for that. Um, you know, uh, I guess a slight detour there. But yeah, we're over here at the Comedy Palace. We're um, yeah, just broadcasting live, just hanging out, enjoying some comedy. I guess um, can't really hear the comedy really, but uh, we can't. Maybe later on, we we'd be able to, you know, tap in in later episodes. That's a good idea. We should put that in the idea notepad, right? There we go. Yeah. We'll, so this, we'll this, this to, is the pilot episode. We're just you know, uh, testing out the thing, just uh, seeing how it looks. Yeah, I mean it's. And I think the live, you know, so we're gonna have I guess two two releases of this, right? The audio podcast and then. Uh, yeah, it'll be available podcast. on as uh, many platforms as possible. Yeah. So that way you guys can tell us how bad it is and we can get better at it. Yeah, yeah. So please, like the lighting. All, all the negative feedback, just right, save. The lighting, the frame, right? Yeah. Any positive feedback, just save that, really. Yeah, we don't need your positive feedback. We need to be roasted. Yeah, and just yeah, just like forced to be better. You need to take it all personal. Yeah. Everything that we're failing at, take it personal. Especially, yeah, if you just tuned in casually, you're on the internet or whatever. Especially, yep. especially take it personal because we, we're wasting your time. That's, I mean, the main point of this. Not even, you know, like, yeah, even if it wasn't on purpose, you should take it personal. In the bigger scheme of things, entertainment really is just meant to waste your time. and That's, that's what you're doing. You're, you're occupying your wasted time with somebody else's thoughts and what have you. Even if it's it's hating, it's still... You know, it's it's using the time, it's, it's using the creative part of the brain, and it's venting. Yeah. Right. I mean, for the person performing, for the person receiving, it's just... Oh, yeah, that, that's a whole different perspective. It's to be farting around. But I guess, I mean, it's better to be farting around in a, at a comedy club than, like, at home. Right, right. Makes yeah, well, that's productive. why we come here, right? So we come to the Comedy Palace. Be productive. Yeah. It's not like being at home. 
So when, when did you start being productive? When did you join comedy? Oh, man. Uh, the first time was in 2006, and I sporadically did it for two or three years. And then around halfway through 2008, I started getting more serious and, you know, doing, hitting up more stages or more open mics. How many mics did you hit? Well, there wasn't many. Like, there was here, and then there was a comedy store. You know, there in was 2009. Yes, you know, yeah, 2008, 2009, and there was like a couple of other mics. You know, like Lestat's, but you had to be clean already. You know, and there was like uh, Mueller College or something really weird, which was like an all types of open mic. Really? Yeah, it really wasn't, there really wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was. A, it was like one of those uh, holistic colleges. But they oh, had a building. that little. Okay, never mind. It's like um, in University Heights or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a, a Thai place right by, the, by Twigs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been there. I've been there, um, but it was for um, a music show. Yes, there you go. So back then they were doing that. So I, that's one of the places I got to do it. But yeah, there wasn't much show, and it was so far away. You know, and then until, you know, like, I just, I got better cars, started coming more, and, and then eventually it was just me doing my shows. Yeah. And then it was the Madhouse, and then because the Madhouse was really accessible, I was a regular there for like two or three years. And you're you know? talking about the original Madhouse. Well, the, well, Remember, nobody has any context. Right. Okay, well, it was the original one before they went to Horn Plaza. I was part of the next wave because I even helped, uh, you know, you know, when they were putting it out together, you know, gotcha. watching and now uh, we were part of the inaugural shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, so I was there, I worked with them. Uh, you know, I was, I was doing their Mondays for a while. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I do a lot of private shows and bar shows. Yeah, you stay busy in the comedy world. Yeah, just, I mean, comedy's wherever you, you're gonna make it, you know, wherever you get it, you know, and, and if you're doing comedy for the right reasons, you're gonna do comedy. Yeah, I think a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons, and I, that's why I do them. <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly for the wrong reasons. Like the when I'm not frustrated, I know I'm doing it for the wrong reasons because I like being frustrated a little bit. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I need to. Well, the, the wrong reasons are like all the like the you know the free weed and such. No, I wouldn't say free, but like cheap. Absolutely. Cheaper. A lot of growers. A lot of growers that, that also. Yeah, they all think they're comedians, or they all think they're. Or just kind of hang around, and they're like, <laughs> like hey man, do you want like an ounce for like eighty bucks? Uh, about 60. <laughs> well, mo mo most people don't even have the access to that. So, but anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, most people don't, but there's still, I guess, yeah, there's a few growers around. So, do you, get, do you get better weed for by yourself or when you smoke with comics? Um, when I buy it for myself? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm buying it for myself, I'm going to get better weed. Because like, you hang out with these comics more. Who's the comic that carries the best weed right now? Hmm. It, it, it's, it's like a day-to-day -day thing, but, um, you know. I mean, I don't want to name names like that. Just, oh, well, I'm just blowing up people's spot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe who's the, okay, who's the stoner comic right now? Because there used to be Matty Mike when I was around. Oh, I don't think there is one, really. Oh. I don't think there was, like, I mean, I think everybody, it, it's kind of a given now that everybody smokes weed. It's, it's almost an anomaly when people don't. It used to be a niche thing, right? Right, right. To be like, yeah, this is what I do. Like, this is how I talk. But like now, everybody's like kind of stoned, mm -hmm. and that's the norm. And it's like, so when you're somebody sober, like completely sober, like that, that's different. Sometimes for me, it's really weird. When Actually, I'd say weed's more common than anything else. People are drinking, but smoking it's, more it's weed. Not, it, well, sometimes I have to calm down and remember that not everybody is that accessible. You know, people still get tested and fail passes. You know. Yeah, I'm just saying overall in comic world or whatever, like. Most of the younger comics. I'm 40, so like I want to qualify. But like, you don't, you don't uh, smoke until after, or do you smoke before your set? Because I know a lot of comics don't like to do anything before they go on. I like to smoke before my set to calm my nerves. Okay. And I'll, that's that's what I'll say on the record. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah, because a lot of people don't, you know, like uh, I'm always smoking no matter what, and I try to invite people like, oh no, until after the show. No, I'm in a very like live high kind of situation. Like I, I, I prefer. Well, that's that, what, that's what I, I just calms about, me right? down and stuff. I, I can be a better person. <laughs> me as me, like me as a sober person, I'm just like very demanding, and I just everything falls short of my expectations. <laughs> so super, I stress out when I'm like super sober. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm not a pleasant person sober. So mm. you know, I, I definitely, especially for social situations, which comedy essentially is. Um, right. I'm always high. Yeah. I try and be. Uh, I'm more patient. You try to be more patient? Yeah, that's why I smoke so much weed. I'm more patient with people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. Yeah. So, Takes the edge off. So what about alcohol? How, how is alcohol in your comedy? What's his role in it? 
I try not to drink before I go on stage, um, but it's it's tough. Because a lot of times you're waiting around. Like, okay, look, if it's a show show, uh, I maybe, like, take my first beer onto stage. Okay. Also, it depends because, like, sometimes I'll do, like, a brewery show. All right. And the way you're getting paid is free beer. And I got something else to get to right after I get up my set. So, like, you know, you get a kind of front load. Um, but generally speaking, I, I try not to go too much beyond a single beer if I'm going on stage. Is it because you fall off uh, the goal or, or your set? Or? Yeah, my, my, my set won't be as tight. Okay. But, it, but like, one beer, if I'm in that range, it, it gives me enough looseness so it doesn't seem too tight. All right. Okay. I concur on that. But at the same time, like, I think everybody should go up sober. Like, I mean, really, if you want to deliver your best performance and whatever, you should probably just go up dead. Well, so. you know how I like to do everything. But <laughs> I, I must I'm not say, I'd say I've done it. I've done it one time. Man, I admit I'm, I'm, I'm better when I'm, I'm sober. I am. Of course, everybody. I'm better when I'm hungry, you know, when I haven't eaten. And then uh, when I'm sober. Really? When you haven't eaten? You... Yeah, when, you know, like I haven't eaten and, and I'm sober, you know, like it's, I'm like very more of that, you know, people's comedian poor. Oh, okay. You, know? you have that like, okay, like I got like, you. I, I, I'm more in that zone of being the poor, silly dude, you know, and then I'm more in control because I'm not buzzed or I'm not. No, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's very misleading because like sub subsequently since you started that, like things have turned around for you, so like you're no longer. And it took, it took a while to figure it out, you know, yeah. like not a lot of people can figure it out. Sometimes people can help you by pointing it out, but some people don't like to hear shit. Yeah. And I wouldn't for a while, so. Yeah, you know, everybody has to grow in comedy, you know. Yeah. I, think, I forget who it was that told me this, but like, you know, they were like, basically, it doesn't matter when you start. Right. You're, you're in, in comedy, you're whatever age is, is like however long you've been on stage. Right. So if you're three years in, you're just a three-year-old kid in comedy. And, then, and this is what it is, like. You know. That's a comparison I always tell people when it comes to stage. You know, like some people grow up really fast and they're themselves on stage, but sometimes it takes other people time to grow up and be themselves. You know, you really be themselves. And it's, it's like a me time. You know? Yeah. So I, that's why I, can, I understand it now. And well, I comfort can, and, and like owning, people that owning are a stage and stuff. Like that's a big. I mean, like, obviously jokes are, are a very big part of it, but, like, presenting said jokes right. is even bigger. Because right. you can present a, a really good joke poorly yeah. and have it just kind of do okay. Yeah. But you, you present that a shitty joke really well, um, it will kill. Uh, I remember where Sample was a, a local comedian. He, he would do this bit where it was like... He's an international comedian. He lives in yeah, Mexico. Yeah, he, he does shows in, in Mexico. I think he lives there. Nada. And, but he used to do this thing where he was like... Um, like the comic, hate the joke. Like the comic, hate the joke. You know, like, you oh, okay, yeah. silly. You would do that and all that. Yeah, it was very funny. Like, okay, guy, you would say the joke, and, you know, it's a real good way to visually be like, hey, it's true. You know, like, the joke can bomb, yeah. but you don't have to. So, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, people like you, they'll just get kind of get behind you. Just being likable, you know, not being too depressive, yeah. depressive, you know, or self deprecating, not uncomfortable. No, that, that's my problem. I just, like, I come across like I don't want to be there. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I'm tired a lot. That's what comedy is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, just, I just get tired a lot. I, I genuinely like being on stage, but so I just can't help being a tired individual. That's funny. But like, I'm also an old person. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like four. You, you think you're old? I feel old. Oh, then that's probably why you're old. I feel older than when I was like in my 20s. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess maybe you're in the right time. My brain is like younger. My body is older, so I'm like. Uh, oh no, my my. I've always wanted to be old, so it. It made sense. Like, even when I was in my 20s, I was like, all right, we need just to hurry this up. <laughs> you know? I'll just play video games or something so we can fast forward. Yeah, that's funny. To, like, when I can just be, like, an old, grumpy person. I, man, I can never coast like that. That's, that's crazy. Well, I just never wanted to change my opinions. I was like, whatever I wanted, whatever I was thinking at 26, I've always thought the same thing. So. Still? Yeah. Still. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't into it at, at that point. I was like, I've, I've heard some things, and I'm like... You know, I've, I've tried them, went to college and whatever, and other stuff. And then it's like at the end of the day, I was like, nah, you do know. You, do you have any material from college in your set? Because uh, I don't know if any of it, you know, is like college inspired or... Yeah, really. I probably have like, I have one law school joke that I do, but it's it's more of a... Everything everything sounds more more now, you know, it sounds more you now, so that's why... Yeah, I, I mean, that's where I talk from, so... I mean, yeah, like, like I said, I have, like, jokes about that stuff, but right. it's not, like, fresh in my head. 
or whatever. So a lot of like crazy stories from back then. I probably could tell those, but I don't really see. Right. I don't really do the story comic thing. Well, when they pop up is when I'll do them. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just the right time. Right? Yeah, that's true. Like you, mean, you never know where you're gonna be in front of. You end up in front of a law school crowd or something like that. You get <laughs> but like having yeah. them having them in the barrel, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes you just yeah. <laughs> they have a joke about Superior, Wisconsin. They can only really use in Superior, Wisconsin. Yeah. Or Duluth, Minnesota, really. Damn, what's my most obscure joke? I can only use like one time. I'm trying to think of one. You have a Mexican one? I guess it's not that, that obscure right not here. Not that obscure. <laughs> I guess the most obscure one is the Dougie joke, you know, because the, the song is old. Or it's, uh, you know, the Teach Me How to Dougie, and it's ironic because they got Shana Drive by. And the dude would still be alive if they were teaching people how to ducky instead. Ah, that's funny. Right, but, you know, like, I have to explain it. You know, it was funnier back then, so that's why it's kind of obscure. Yeah. So, but in the right crowd, like somebody who's in that age and remembers it, teach me how to ducky and that will teach me how to ducky craze, they'll laugh their ass off. Right, it has to be, yeah, I guess, right. Age appropriate people have to get the reference. So, usually, um, yeah. Um, I don't remember anything else, but that's a good example. Of yeah. Like a random referencing. Yeah, there's certain jokes that just, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it, too, getting better as a comedian. is like, hey, how's it going? Here. All right. Cool. All right. So let's, we have our let's first switch. guest. All right. All right. Yeah, give us right, a so second. We're going to take a quick break so we can set it up and switch it. All right. Cool. All right. Um... All right, we have a first guest on, on the, the, the Live from the Comedy Palace uh, podcast. Cool. Um, I'm Neil Singh, <laughs> just so you know, no, just so you have that reference. Um, and you just went up on stage, so why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Oh, sure, great. Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. Um, my name is uh, Jennifer Arendale, and I just got off stage here at the Comedy Palace. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good audience. Um, being the first one up, you know, they're not quite ready to laugh hard as much as they might later wait, wait. In, in the evening after a few more drinks, but um, I think I did pretty well. Hey, you got him going. Yeah, hey, I got go. him going. I got some good laughs, and um, I did try to work the crowd a little bit at the beginning, and I don't do that very much because this is only like my first year doing comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, I tried that, but it did make me kind of run long, so I felt a little bit bad about that. I kind of... It happens. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's they a low-key cool. situation. Really nice people here. Yeah. Um, so, Jennifer Arendelle, so are, are you originally an elf? <laughs> <laughs> I was originally Frozen, as you recall that in the movie Frozen. That oh, okay, that's right. Castle, yeah. <laughs> Elf, Frozen, yeah. So, so where are you from? Like, what, what got you into comedy and such? Um, well, I've really wanted to do it for a really long time, but I kind of went the corporate route. Okay. And then one day I said, you know, if not now, when? You know, life doesn't last So when did forever. you start? I started really um, in earnest, whoever says that, <laughs> in earnest, um, about, um, I quit my job, let's just put it that way, last January. Oh, as, as in you took this on as your yeah, full-time like occupation? Yeah, as a full-time occupation, gotcha. so I drive a lot, is what you do. Totally, you saved up a lot. <laughs> yeah, I saved up a lot, and now I'm blowing all that savings on gasoline. Yeah, just immediately. So, yeah. And so you're from the L.A. area? I live in Orange County now, but I did kind of, when I was in the corporate world, I lived in um, LA. I like I like that idea of just that being a separate world. Like, it does feel separate. like it has its own like ozone layer. So, yeah, definitely a, a different current there. Uh, it was cool, crazy, yeah. So okay, so. So did you tip your toes in the water to, to begin with before you, you... I did. I took a class like in 2015. Okay. And um, I did the showcase for the students. Where was that at? It was in uh, San Juan Capistrano. Okay. And then I did one open mic, and it was so horrible. It was... Um, in some like back alley, I don't know where. Was it an actual open mic? Or it was an actual <laughs> open mic, but they they left my friend and I till like the very end, and and we were you know we're not like in our twenties anymore. So right, right. It was like the two uh, old broads in the back. They finally let us go up, and we did really well. But it was like oh this I don't know if I can handle this. This is so. So I quit for. Um, I guess about a year and a half. And so you just didn't do any comedy after that? Well, I, then I thought, you know what? I think I should do some theater because then I can say other people's words, and if they're not funny, it's not so much, you know. <laughs> so I did a couple of lo local plays in the local theater in San Clemente and... Um, I guess. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, um, cool. They were comedy, so. And so, do you bring that to your stage um, act at all? Um, I don't actually touch on the theater part, but, you know, I still got a lot of 
things to talk about and that might come up. Does that help one. you in terms of like movement on oh, stage yeah. and like presence? I think so, yeah. Now I'm actually taking a, um, a sitcom acting class and I think that's really going to help. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a goal of yours? Um, are you just kind of playing it by ear at this I'm point? I'm kind of playing it by ear. I'm just throwing everything out there that I can do and trying everything and trying, you know, not to let fear get in the way. Just of course. Going, just going for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why, yeah, what's there to fear at this point? You have your... Not really, nothing. Yeah, you have your nest egg <laughs> set up. <laughs> well, it's going, it's cracking. <laughs> Already? A year into it? Well, you know, yeah, it goes fast. I know. I got a gas guzzler. In. Yeah, of course. What, what, what do you drive? Oh, it's a big SUV, so okay. So, yeah, I have so. kids, and uh, so I had to haul them around for a long time. They're older now, so how do they feel about you being? They in love time? it. Yeah, my one daughter's brought her friends to one of my comedy shows. So, what would you say? I mean, what what kind of comedy? Like, what, what's your act like? Is it my act like? Hmm, I do some, you know, married life stuff and. Um, I got a great bunch of girlfriends, and we have a big ladies' weekend, and I, so I talk about that. Okay. My mother-in-law, my family. So just your stuff that, that, yeah, my that stuff. comes up. It's all yeah. kind of you know authentic to me. And so where do you usually play at? I like. Um, I'm at Flappers a lot. Okay. I love Flappers. They're really nice there, and everyone's really nice here too. I'm really happy to have so been invited. Are you just starting to hit the road a little bit and, and expand? Um, well, pretty much California, and I've actually performed in Paris, France, so that's kind of unusual. Really? Yeah. How'd you end up with that gig? Um, a friend of mine introduced me to someone who puts on a show in English in Paris. So. Okay. And you, and you were in Paris. They didn't fly you out. Or? Oh, yeah. You know, I happen to be there. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing that Just like a, a full five-star on the... <laughs> Oh, sure. And I stayed at the... Well, maybe you were in marketing and you really knew how to sell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how to package this, this act and put it on the road. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, okay, so you're an international comic. Now. I guess you, I can done, say that, yeah. yeah. California and Paris. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, I don't know. What, what else is going on? What do you have coming up? Mm, let's see. Well, on Sunday, I'm at Flappers. Uh, I'm opening for Don Friesen in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. So that's going to be really fun. Um, yeah, I just have a pretty full schedule. Uh, trying to get my uh, get more time on stage. I did my first 20-minute set last week. Oh, cool. Where was that at? It was in Mission Viejo at the Kaleidoscope. I performed in a food court. It was awesome. An outdoor food court. It was an indoor food court. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> well, I was clarifying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that aware of. Like, no, I'm just saying because an outdoor food court food court would be not as good as sure. an indoor food court. But you, you want to make sure all the smells and stuff are still Captured. lingering. Around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get the full, like full effects. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I mean, where, where do you see yourself? Are you, are you, you know, five years? What are you doing in comedy? Well, um, you know, I hope to just keep improving on my act and. Uh, making it longer and getting a fan base and then also using the writing capabilities for other content yeah. like sketch comedy or shorts or interstitial Are you working with anybody in, in, in those capacities? Um, yeah, I've got some stuff kind of on the on the burners that okay. I'm working on. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, do you have, like, I don't know, Twitters and those types of things? Oh, yeah. You can find me at Jennifer Arendale on Instagram, at Jen Arendale on Twitter. Cool. And, you know, everyone's on Facebook. I guess. Actually, not everyone's on Facebook. Only not anymore. Not, not the cool kids. Cool I know. Kids I'm not, but I'm not that cool, so I'm still on it. <laughs> All my people are on Facebook. I, yeah, I'm still there, too. You know, I mean. like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened. Like, the old people showed up, and then people were like, uh, all right. Yeah, this this, this is run its course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm always intrigued by my daughter. She's really good at, like, Snapchat and, okay. and you know. And do your kids help you out with that kind of stuff? Yeah, they try. Yeah, they try. They try. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little old-fashioned. Like uh, Josh was saying, you know, I'd still rather write a letter than an email, but. Yeah, but nobody's reading that letter. No one's reading that letter. <laughs> so like, yeah, who, who reads anything but a text these days? I think emails are out of out of. I know. Yeah. See how old-fashioned I am? I have email and Facebook. I gotta yeah. just go right to texting and Twitter, and that's it. That's basically yeah. You gotta really get people's attention these days. You can't just. Write full sentences. I mean, honestly, no, you have to write abbreviated sentences. <laughs> yeah, I actually did a bit about abbreviated texting, and I have a Facebook. Yeah, we're, we're our language is digressing as as we yeah. go. You know, we're whatever. just because we're going to go back to like being cavemen, which is grunts. And yeah, just drawing pictures <laughs> on walls. <laughs> just draw pictures, take pictures of those, and send them to people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay, you had a good vacation. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Like you know, just uh, everyone will just be sending. Um, 
dick pics and yeah. and grunting. Yeah, I like that. Pics. I mean, as if the caves will have just like a bunch of like <laughs> TV, like test screen TVs around them. Some people can be productive. That's right. They'll probably make them look like Neanderthal days, and it's kind of will be very fit. Yeah, we'll all be wearing the same stuff. <laughs> just loincloths. Like reverting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the future is bright. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> we've covered. We've covered. Yeah, I think we've covered we've it covered all. Covered a lot of uh, positive outlook here with, with Jennifer and, uh, Arendelle. That's right. Thanks. All right. And thank uh, you. yeah, thank you. Thanks for all being right. the first guest on, uh, right. on our podcast. My pleasure. Thank Thanks for having me. All right. This is pretty good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. I can adjust it over here. Yeah, man, you got to take care of that brownie. You got to eat, you know, got to take care of that sugar tooth. All right, well, we're here once again live from the Comedy Palace on a Friday night. Uh, this is February 8th, 8th, 2019, man, hanging out with Stephen Gabor over here at the Comedy Palace. Stephen's uh, the regular open mic host. He's a regular over here at the Palace. He's uh, one of the guys that really is like a pillar, a pillar of this place. Oh, yeah, I guess we can say that now. That's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, Monday mics, the Monday night open mics here, Mondays and Tuesday nights. You can see me run the box office and uh yeah, it does not a box office. has a lot of sets around here. And then my 10-minute breaks, you can see me on stage as well doing a couple of comedy jokes. Pretty fun. Yeah? yeah. You, wait, you have to work during, during the times that, that, that you're uh, on, on stage? So technically, you get paid to do comedy. That's technically right, yeah. All right. They mandated 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Yep. Twice a month, they have to get me on stage. <laughs> Is that part of the state-mandated working in a comedy club? It was just voted in the last election. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of those, that, that sounds like a pork belly bill. They, they snuck it in. <laughs> with like a weed thing or something. <laughs> There's a bunch of comics that put in a, a petition, you know, to, yeah. to, to make sure that like, okay, we're going to legalize weed and if you work at a comedy, get two spots a month. Well, we actually unionized here at the Comedy Palace. We've got our sound guy to be our union manager leader, and so he's definitely worked for us to get more time. Who is? Or Luis. Oh, Luis. Uh, yeah. Luis is our union. He's the guy behind the scenes making sure we get more time. It's great. It's just like, yeah, it's the unionized laborers working together. Yeah. I didn't know we were part of a union. Be the establishment. He's like, hey, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna fight for you. I'm like, all right, you got it, Luis. Hey, man, you got free brownies and stage time. You can't really go wrong with that. I cannot complain. All right, so Steve. Even when we're going to get into your comedy story. Well, what, what got you? You did, the, you did the, the Comedy Palace class, correct? Yeah, so when I first started, a friend of mine asked me, he was like, you know, what do you want to do that makes you happy? And I was like, you know what? I want to do comedy. I like to make people laugh. So he knew George and Tony here, and so then he, uh, you know, told me they had this comedy class. You should take it with Bijan and right. Jesse. They're great people. Uh, take it and see what you think, and they'll go from there. And what, what did you think? I, I mean, liked it. Enjoyed it. It's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah. class, right? It saves you a lot of time, I think, in the. I think the for base. me, because I had no idea anything about stand-up comedy. I've watched it. I've listened to it. You know, I've watched sitcoms. Right, but yeah, the, the behind the scenes and the waiting the mechanics, around. mechanics, yeah, knowing yeah. what to expect. What, and just how to handle the scene and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And then they told you, you know, even things to think about when you're writing your jokes and what you should do. You know, ask yourself, why do you think it's funny? Stuff like that helps. Okay. So that was fun. You yeah. change your writing process. Yeah, and then I, then I learned about open mics, too. I didn't know what an open mic was. Oh, really? Until they told me, you got to go to open mics. And you so what was your perception? Like, how do you think a, com a comic got to do comedy before that? I don't know. I never even gave that any thought. You were just all. like, this person showed, somebody just decided? They're just fun. Yeah, they're just there. Okay. I never even, yeah, because I never had even, like, given comedy a thought like that. Like, I, how does it happen? It just, yeah, it, I listened to it, and then, you know, I knew they hang out at comedy clubs, stuff like that, but I never knew you had to grind at the open mic, stuff like that. Right, right. So, so, so now, how many years in are you? Uh, let's see, since I started the class, three years. So three years. So yeah. three years in, as any of your perceptions, I guess you didn't have any perceptions coming in, so nothing could have changed. I mean, I just knew that you just had to just be patient. Just be patient and, and yeah. You just had to just deal with it, man. And, and just keep, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that, right? Because there's a lot of people that have been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I listen so. to interviews and they just talk about how they had to sit at the club for hours on hours for weeks on time and not get up. And I was like, okay, that's just acceptable. I just have to be patient. Yep. I just have to keep writing, try and get better, and just make the most of my time. I guess that's a good thing about around here. It's like, yeah. at least you, you still get up, no matter what. Yeah, for me, when I first started, too, I had no ability to, like, be comfortable on stage, any public speaking at all. I'd never had any experience with that ever. And so this is my first time ever doing that. So I just, for the first probably year and a half, just tried to get comfortable with 
being on stage and talking and then yeah uh then recently more so it's just now it's just like getting better at joke writing and just because i feel like i can do anything on stage i'm comfortable yeah I'm yeah you, you definitely have your own like yeah. groove worked out yeah yeah so now it's just about getting better on stage so i think it's worked out dope mics were great for that for just getting up there and just talking because nobody in front of you that's true and you get a lot of time yeah it's like a lot of just it's cool yeah. sometimes three minutes is actually just perfect so i just want to go up there and talk about something completely random do you find that you're as comfortable like do you find that this particular stage is more comfortable for you than other stages like if you go into a different stage that you've never been on before, or is it all the same? Yeah, definitely a new, like if I did like the potluck or something over at a club in Los Angeles or something, or right. doing my first time at a, let's say, a higher, like a definite higher expectation of a show. Yeah, I definitely feel a bit more nervous. I guess what I'm saying is, like, the, the, does that stage time that you, you put in here, does that translate yeah, to those definitely. situations? Yeah, because yeah. you're, just, you're just like, these are just people. Okay. Yeah, you definitely feel comfortable. So the pressure is more for yourself to perform better, but definitely feel fine. I got you. Yeah. So it doesn't reflect outwardly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even here, I go up on the weekends, and I still feel a little nervous sometimes. I could bomb. Yeah. Because what I try to do now, since we do get more stage time, is try to do more jokes, trying to at least wiggle in one or two new jokes, and they're trying to work out new things so I can expand my sets. So when you say more stage time, um, what do you mean? Like, what, what are you comparing it to? Like, getting booked on shows. Like, Friday and Saturdays is, like, kind of pretty scarce in terms of getting booked on shows. Oh, just, just here, period. Yeah. I got you. Putting on here, I get on at least twice a month. People cancel out or people miss spots. We can pop in, too. And okay, cool. So, yeah, we get up on at least <clears throat> twice a month. So then, you know, it's great to just try and work out new material. You would say overall, right, that this, this year so far has been pretty hot for the Comedy Palace, right? A, yeah. A month or this so in. This new year, and yeah, it's been great. Uh, every weekend's been pretty fun. The comics that are coming in here have been great, too. Uh, it's definitely been a lot. People have been having a lot of fun coming so back. What do you think is, uh, you know, bringing that in? I'm not sure. I think it's just, just the new energy in the... Uh, is it the brownies? No, the brownies have always been keeping people in. <laughs> I'm advertising them more on stage now, but I mean... <laughs> That was a hidden secret they could <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll put Come for the comedy, stay for the brownies. We're putting extra stuff in the baklava, you know. It is. There's just people waiting around for their checks, like, I gotta go, but yeah. like, <laughs> just gotta get that okay, brownie, man. More to go. <laughs> so, is there any new menu items on the, on the menu this year? No. No? No, it's the same menus. We're just getting new comics. New, same menu, new comics. I guess that's the, yeah. that's the recipes for success over here at the Comedy Palace, you would say. We're doing more headliners now. That's good. Um, who, who's your favorite headliner of the year so, thus far? Well, you had, had Nick DiPaolo here recently. Nick DiPaolo was here a few weeks ago, and he yeah. was, he's great, man. Yeah, yeah. You get to hang out with him and such? Yeah, I got to talk to him for a little bit. How many years is he? Like 30-something? 30, 30 years plus, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's cool when you see that. Yeah, he was definitely on Comedy Central when I was in, like, high school, and that was no, over 10 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool to see. Like, Freshman year, yeah, yeah. Did you say he's one of your heroes? or would... I wouldn't say he's one of my heroes, but he's definitely one of, like, the bluer comics that I watched that I really enjoyed a yeah. lot. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, he's great. The facial expressions he does, are I like those a lot. Yeah, the comedy, I mean, this place has been, like, 30. there's been a lot of good lineup, uh, people coming up. Yeah, Gallagher's been here. Gallagher's been here? Yeah, Gallagher's been here. Uh, who, who, like, who's coming up soon? Who do you guys have lined up? Later this year, I think Steve Hofstetter's coming around. Um, let's see. Is Gallagher coming back? I don't think Gallagher's coming back. Where is Gallagher now? I don't know. It's like asking where's Waldo. He's <laughs> just, just hanging out at a... At a a watermelon patch. Strawberry fields now. He's done the stra matching strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> he's too old for the mallet. He's got just like he's a hammer. Just perfect for strawberries. <laughs> so, who, who do you guys have coming up like uh, in the next few weeks? Uh, how can we entice people to come out to the uh, comedy palace? Brent Pella's coming out. Uh, Sean, Sean McBride is going to be here as well. Those guys are coming out the last two weekends of the month. Cool. Uh, Steve Hofstetter will be here in May. He's pretty great too. He always sells out. And what about the um, the San Diego Comedy Festival? What's what's going on with that this year? San Diego Comedy Festival. I think it's in May. I believe. I think it's the first week in May. People can still sign up for that. I believe until the end of this month. 
Um, that's pretty cool too. That that's like showcases, and there's a contest portion, and then they have a like a headliner coming. I'm not sure who it is. They're still finding. There's some new that. folks like running it this year. Correct? Yeah, yeah. The people who run the Big Pine Comedy Festival over in Flagstaff. Oh really? Yeah, they're in charge of it this year, which is cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. Yeah, kind of house is good, bro. So uh, how do people find you, Stephen? They can find me on Instagram at Stephen Gabor with a V and then a G-H-A. B-B-O-U-R um, Same with Twitter And Facebook um, And yeah And then I'll just keep expanding it from there Cool man Alright Well uh, Thanks for being on the podcast Thank you guys so much for having me Take it to you guys soon Cool cool Yeah, now, now we're going. All right, cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Cool, man. Uh, all right, well, so we're here at live at the Comedy Palace, where this is our first. Uh, excuse me, let me get my thing set up. Um, it's our first uh, podcast here from live from the Comedy Palace. Uh, I'm Neil Singh, and I'm sitting here with uh, Sean McCaw. How you doing, uh, man? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, you just come here. You're just hanging out. Just hanging out. One of your Connor. Oh, man, sorry, sorry to interrupt that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard I've him seen before. I've him before. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good comic. Yeah, so, Sean, um, you know, you, you've been in the comedy scene for about a year or so? Oh, going on two years now, yeah. Two years? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about yeah. it. So, anyway, yeah, so, I mean, the, the whole purpose of this thing is to just talk to comics while we're watching comedy kind of thing. Um, you know, um, and it just kind of brings some attention to the things happening here at the Comedy Palace. Um, so, how do you feel about this place? I like this place. I like the I like the open mic nights. Yeah. So you you come to all three? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so you're getting three like 15 minutes a, a week just here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, the more stage time I get, the more comfortable I feel. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the whole idea. Cool. So, what brought you into comedy? Like, I mean, you're you know what, pushing eighty <laughs> three. Okay, sorry, this was in a rose battle. Can <laughs> <laughs> we cuss? <laughs> you bastard. We, we can cuss, we just can't punch. You vicious bastard. God pulls the fucking age card on me right away. Ah uh, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Because we're friendly. That's yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you out, out of like, that's okay. Out of sorts or anything. We're, we're I, 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 supposed I, I, to be I, able I, to do that to each other, right? Not a God, fucking this. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I've people have always told me, hey man, you should do stand up. You should do stand up, and I've been I've been a fan of comedy my entire life. I mean, you know. No. Well, you do have really good stories. I mean, that, that's yeah, what I and, do enjoy and, about and, you. And the way I live my life is kind of comical. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I think I could put it together on stage pretty well. Yeah. If I keep practicing it. I mean, that, so. that, that's the thing about comedy. I was talking to Benji about this earlier. It's like you're, you are, regardless of your actual, like, biological age, you're on the stage. You're whatever age you are since you started doing comedy. Yeah. So in a way, like, yeah, it's like you're, you're two years old. I'm just a kid. Yeah. And just figuring that's still wet behind the ears. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of cool, fun. like, to, to kind of embark on a new adventure. This. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, in, the, in the past... You know, a couple of years, I've I've met some real characters. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's just fun. It's just and fun. It, being and and that's them. that's saying something, given like your obvious biker past. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure you met some characters in uh, that facility uh, as I've well. I've just met characters in oh, my just throughout. entire just throughout. life, man. <laughs> I I just have this thing on my forehead. I think that lights up. That says, "Strangest person in the world, come talk to me." Right. Wherever I go, you know, you're, you're like the USA Channel. <laughs> Characters welcome. Okay. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I think. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, one thing I, I I do appreciate about you is that like you will literally show up to everything. You're yeah. you're watching comedy every day. Yeah. Every you're not, day. You're not just showing up to perform. No. You're here to to no. be a part of it to um, to watch it. And it, it, I've had to watch some sort of comedy for the past. 35 years every day every single day like like as in your own personal consumption yeah okay every day 
like live com- like so have you just started uh, just started watching live comedy or is it like- no 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 I've been I, uh, when I lived in Chicago I was always at the comedy clubs okay uh, since I moved to California 20 years ago I was at the comedy shop um, um, got ACC you know I've, I've I've been going there forever but just getting back up on stage um, I did it 15 years ago. Okay, so, so you tried store, yeah, a while told, ago. I told two jokes, nothing. I mean, crickets. Right. And I walked off the stage as fast as I could. I went to my truck, jumped in. I drove to Middle East County and never looked back <laughs> until about, you know, two years ago. And so what, what prompted the comeback? You were just like, I just got over it. Okay. It, it took you 13 years to get over that. Dude, I used to put fires out in an oil refinery. And getting <laughs> on stage is fucking scary. I used to look forward to the fire alarm going off. I'd get a boner. But getting on stage, scariest thing I've ever done in my life, honest to God. Yeah, people say that a lot, right? That, you know, Especially if you, after you have a bad set, like, oh, I don't have the balls to do something like that. But uh, just to flip that around, um, as much as I can get on stage and as easy as it is for me at this point, uh, I would never be able to walk in and put out a fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, dude, it was... It, 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 oil refinery fires are a different kind of fire. I would imagine. They're yeah. a whole... And... and, and it was just amazing shit to see. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm just glad I didn't have to uh, save anybody's life. Okay. You know? oh, there was nobody there just putting out um, the fire was a problem. I was never on a call where somebody actually got hurt. Gotcha. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. You know? and, and, and I thank God for that. Right. Because those guys, they're different now. The ones that survived that. The, the guys that saw it and had to respond to it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. When you're in an accident in a refinery, you get burned to death. That's yeah. what happens. You know? But there's something about death becoming a very real thing that changes people. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm blessed I didn't have to do that. But going on stage, it, it's scary. Still. Huh. Still. Still. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing about it is, when I told those two jokes, I've told those jokes several times afterwards and got great laughs. Well, you just probably got better at telling jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I just got over it. It was like, okay, it flopped. Just keep going. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I do now because, you know, I I, I didn't I had an off night tonight, but I just plowed right through it. You, know? yeah, you just got to get to the next gotta joke, get really. To the next one, you yeah. know. And uh, at the end, I felt okay. But, there you go. But I'm having a blast. I really am. But if you look forward to it, you get to a point where, like, yeah. every single joke you tell, whether it works or not, it means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you just plow on. Getting back to what you, you asked, I, I try to get around San Diego as much as possible to watch other other up-and-coming comics like yourself. You know, uh, if I see a show coming up, even, even though I'm not on stage, I'm going to go check it out. You know, yeah. Because that's how you learn. And, and, that, and that helps your process? Yeah, it helps me a lot. So what do you take from that? Like, are you, are you taking technique? Are you taking movement? Well, I, I'm looking to see what makes them comfortable on stage and gotcha. how, how they get comfortable in uh, uh, different crowds. Okay, and just, oh, I see. So that's what you're studying. Like, how do, how do the same people react to different situations? Exactly. exactly. Oh, cool. And, and it works pretty good for me. So do you, do you find then when you do that, do you find, like, certain comics will, will do better in front of certain demographics? I mean, are, are you oh, putting that type definitely. of data together? Yeah, most definitely. That yeah. is most definite. Um, yeah, I'll so, so there's, leave it at that. So is there anybody like that would just be universally funny, like no matter where they are? Yeah. David, okay. David Tell. Okay. Um, 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 God bless him, rest his soul. Frankie May was that, or Ralphie May. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that way. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of comics that were that would be, but I'm certain that there's a lot of uh, comics that uh, if they played certain demographics, they wouldn't do all that great. Of course, I mean that's just the nature of things. Like exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a subjective experience, and then yeah, I don't think I'd do well at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> just from just from the sight of you, yeah. yeah they won't let, yeah, they're 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 like, let me through. They're like, oh no, yeah, they, they <laughs> no, this isn't Grand Dragon. Yeah, we've you know, done this before. Yeah, Grand Dragon Knights down the Chinese joint. <laughs> <laughs> you should open with that bit in case you ever do get on that <laughs> Just to embrace the moment, you know. I thought I was going to the Chinese theater of the Grand Dragon. What the fuck? Yeah, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. And, and what makes me laugh about it is because I know I'm not that way. All right. And so it just rolls off me. You know, a lot of people, they're like, I oh, you fucking racist-looking motherfucker. And it's like, <laughs> and? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. And there, there is a certain look, <laughs> an old and white kind of thing. Yeah. It, it falls into that. I mean, You're a Republican, too, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, my doctor told me I'm fucking antisocial. So. <laughs> Why does he, like, old, old Democrats can be just as racist? I mean, you know. They're all fucked up to me. Every fucking politician. I don't trust any of them. What about? No, no. What about? Not a single. Well, I, mean, I guess it, 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 it takes a certain person to get into that. So, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the desire to want to do that period is it's telling. Yeah, but... I'm not even going to get into how I feel about politics. It's probably for the best. Yeah, it is. This is it meant is. to be funny. So, yeah. yeah, and it would turn into an angry rant, and I don't want to do that because I don't like the way I feel when I get like that. I, I get it, man. The older I get, the angrier I'm getting, too. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just politicians in general, man. I mean, I, yeah. I grew up in Chicago, machine politics, and and now i got to see this what's going on now yeah oh, fuck man <laughs> well the way i look at it i think like you know things goes in cycles right yeah so i think we're, we're gonna see at the other end of this it's gonna be like the 70s again and i, I just you know that'd be kind of cool in certain ways yeah just the modern sexual sexual revolution is gonna have a that's, lot of ass eating that's yeah. when i grew up man i had fun yeah i got laid a lot in the 70s yeah think you know, we're, we're going well socially, in a sense. Uh, just there's a lot of other infrastructure-related things that were falling apart at the time. <laughs> yeah, like the whole country. <laughs> you know, there's a downside to, to all that other part. You guys had Nixon. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't give a fuck, man. We were 13, 14, and 15 years old. Yeah, we weren't man. thinking about that shit. We're thinking about, hey, man, did you get any of that fucking Mr. Natural Acid that's going around? Exactly. you eating your two and alls? I was like, yeah, when Bill Clinton, I mean, when I was in college and high school and stuff, I mean, it was Bill Clinton time, and like, I don't know. I mean, really, yeah. it, no net effect, really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I don't think any extra tax money that went, came to me, like, you know, I uh, came to my parents, went into anything special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, all right, man, um, this is a fun conversation. Well, yeah, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, do you have uh, Twitters, things like that, things coming up? Do you have a show coming up? Um, no. Nothing coming up? No, I'm an open micer. Open micer? I, I, I rarely get booked, but uh, I'm working on a roast uh, battle. Again? I, I can't say who. Why not? Because I'd rather not. Well, it's, a, it's not a secret, is it? Well, it, because it's, it's, it's not set in stone yet. Does the other person know? Oh, yes, he knows. And he's helping me with some uh, some really good roasts, uh, roast jokes. Uh, I just came from there. It's Cabio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, and, cool, and cool, cool. I know he's going to probably demolish me. Cabio's very good at roasting. Uh, I, you know, I would like to say for the record that I did beat him. I beat him bad. Okay. <laughs> I beat him. Fist bump to you because I've never seen him lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him lose. But I wasn't there to see you because I asked him tonight. I go, have you ever fucking lost, dude? And he named, like, eight people and you were one of them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how he remembers. I mean, he remembers. He's keeping a tally. Well, he was humble about it because the people I've seen him roast, he's just demolished, you know? Yeah. And, uh... 
Yeah, he, so he says, throw some roast jokes well, he's, at me. He, he's a mean-spirited person. Like, so that roasting stuff comes very natural to him. Yeah. 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 And I can be pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that'd be good. I didn't just get off the fucking bus. <laughs> I, I think you can finally let, you know, like... I worked around some pretty... Like the inner racist that you're suppressing, you can finally yeah, let him... Yeah, I can let my racism yeah. out, finally. But you, you, you know, he's, he's a native person. He's a, he's, he's a Native American? Yeah. Oh. He's like an original person or whatever. <laughs> I think that's the new term. I think that's the new term. <laughs> he's an original person. Okay. I know it's, it's something it's like original American or something. Like that's that's okay. the new thing you're supposed to okay. call it. Like, because I don't know. I mean, well, hockey has the original six. Uh, football <laughs> has the original, you know. And America has the original race. <laughs> Oh, it's the original racist. <laughs> well, not America, just white people in general, man. They're fucking. Oh my God. Nah, all people suck. You know. That's, <laughs> and the thing is, I'm not. A, I just turned. Like, I'm Indian, dude. Like 95% of Indians is like just like just garbage people. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, whatever. I'm just saying. I mean, look, there's a lot of good people. Maybe 95% is way too high. Yeah. I'm just saying, generally speaking, you take any cut of any race, whatever. I'm just jaded. 70 to 80% of those people are I'm just, just jaded. Yeah, whatever. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I mean, well, you're old enough. You're old enough. It's not even jaded. Yeah. You're just wise. Yeah. You're just, you know, you I see things so. happening. I hope like, I'm wiser. <laughs> well, you're, you're wiser than you were, however, fucking yesterday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a thing. And eventually you just lose it all, you know? Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, it's not that I don't give a fuck or I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's, eh, I don't give a fuck. But there's no point. After, after a while, you're just exactly. like, you know, like, you know. Hey, if you want to be that way, be that way. When I was young, right, when I was 25 and I was out of law school, I had fight in me. You know what I mean? And just over time, now I'm 40, I'm like, there's no point. There's, you know, you could fight something or whatever, and it fights back, and at the end of the day, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also very low on the, you know, changing anything spectrum. I, I know my place in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not going to erect a monument to me. Right, yeah, yeah. No, nobody cares at and this point. Plus, so. there's like, how many people live in China? Nah, it's something billion and a half or something. Yeah, three billion, two billion. They don't even know I exist. That's how important I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just let shit roll off. And, uh, you know, everybody will tell you, you don't hear me bitch about much, man. Yeah. Because there's nothing to get that fucking excited about no more, man. <laughs> you know, it's all going to change. They just have to have fun, right? Nothing's yeah, forever. Trust me, nothing's forever, man. <laughs> but I'm having a blast, and I appreciate you asking me to do this. Yeah, man. Thanks for being and, on. Do you have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Sean McCaw. Cool. Lay down comedian or something like that. All right. Yeah, I'm not a stand-up. <laughs> I need to rest. I need to rest. I'm, I'm, I'm not end of the day tired. I'm like I think you, you should, you, in your act, somehow you should pull off just rolling up on your bike. Doing comedy, still seated, and then just, like, not even turning the engine off. <laughs> just the hottest mic you could find. Just, the, you know, do your shit for ten minutes and just fucking bike off. <laughs> Roll off. Fire up a cigar and just, I'm out of here, fuckers. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. That's the last thing that you do before you just drive off the cliff or whatever. <laughs> Before I pull my Thelma and Louise, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> this is your, yeah, this is your last hurrah. <laughs> That's how I want to go out. Not like Thelma and Louise, but I want to like go once out. Once you figure out, yeah, once you figure out your tight doing. 20, just, yeah. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Yeah. Just give me a tight 20 and just fucking just, just right off right off that cliff, dude. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't mean that at all. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, Sean, Sean, walk towards the light. <laughs> if you see the light, walk towards it, please. <laughs> well, anyway, this, is, uh, yeah, this has been actually a very fun conversation okay, for me. man. Um, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks so much for being on the thing. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Cool, we're 
We're sitting here live from the Comedy Palace in Kearney Mesa, California with uh, uh, Luis Sotelo. Um, if, if you will, he's, he's kind of like the general of, of the palace over here. Um, like a warlord, I would say. Warlord, like a warlord? <laughs> what are you guys conquering? Uh, the San Diego comedy scene. Just, just one night at a time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, one brownie at a time. <laughs> just... Yeah, one, You're eating one, the brownies. Stephen Moore came out here with brownies earlier today. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just, yeah. He's really uh, pushing those brownies. Yeah. I mean, they look pretty delicious, actually. Mm-hmm. No, they they are. So, what, what do you think has been? Uh, you know, this this year has, has been pretty hot for the Comedy Palace so far, right? Um, you know, a lot of people are showing up for the Friday Saturday night shows, and uh, yeah. what, what do you think that's been? Why why do we why do you think that's going on? Uh, yeah, like you know, there's been an uptick, if, if you will, in turnout. I I, I think that um, years and years ago, um, that was the case here uh, at the palace. Like Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays were like you know packed and sold out for for a long, long time. Um, and it was because local comedians, you know, promoted the show and and, and develop a following. I feel like it has something to do with that. And that's what's coming back. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I don't know, but I think it's part of it for sure. Right. Having Bajan, having um, him book more locals, uh, people have you know developed followings here in San Diego. People, it's, it's more it's more local based now. Yeah, we get a, you know we get some LA guys now, but it's not you know uh, a full roster of almost LA people. And then you know. Right, right. It's a, it's a much better mix, mm-hmm. uh, featuring more of the yeah. local talent. So, so you came from the San Diego scene too, correct? Yeah, yeah. In a way, I started in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. In 2009, uh, Laughs Comedy Cafe. That's where Dude, I did ten years. Yeah, there, I have a two. I have two year gap in comedy because I was in the army. I kept getting deployed overseas. Gotcha. So, like from 2009 to 2010, I got deployed to Afghanistan. Oh, no, 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 2008 to 2009, I got deployed to Afghanistan. That's a, thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. You're thinking I have to say that. Yeah, right? People throw the word hero around. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I throw it around too. Yeah. And, uh, Very loosely. And uh, yeah, yeah, hero sandwich. Am I right? Look at this fat guy. There's a lot of heroes being thrown uh, <laughs> tossed around at the Greek Palace today. Yeah, I know. So yeah, it was it was in 2008. Do heroes eat heroes? <laughs> Is that a victory sandwich? I think yeah, yeah, hero to zero. Because it got eaten. What if you eat a chicken hero? That seems counterproductive. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe the chicken deserved it. I mean, what, unless he's the hero of the chicken. Yeah, what if the chicken was, you know, racist or something? It deserves to get eaten, I suppose. I guess. Sorry, sorry to detract from what you were talking about. No, I don't about. care. Whatever. We're no, you say you started in 2009. You went to the military. Um, oh, you got deployed a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got deployed from uh, 08 to 09, and while I was deployed, uh, you know. I just I was like when I get back I want to I want to start doing stand up comedy so while I was overseas I, I just read books I watched interviews uh, you know I did every I did all the pre work right to to kind of prepare yourself for the world of comedy if you will material yeah. you know and then uh, I moved to Tucson Arizona because it was cheaper right a lot cheaper and I wanted to go to school there. Um, Are you, but you're from San Diego. Yeah, I went from San Diego. So I, so I went out there and I had a great time in Tucson. I really loved it. And uh, there was a, there was a one comedy club, uh, Laughs Comedy Cafe, and uh, I met Polo there. Yeah. Okay, Polo Cisneros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Polo were there. I, I remember. And um, great guys out there. Really, really good stuff. They're really good comedians. They they had a, a very diverse, very diverse. Right. It was very rare when I saw comedians that were kind of like similar in style it was really wacky it was really cool you had like dudes that did props and 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 puns and and, and characters and uh, just traditional stand-up it was a great mix i really love those guys yeah okay cool yeah do you still go do you still go back out there every once i haven't in a long time but i'm gonna i'm gonna try and see if i can get buck back there just to just to you know be like, like hey, a nostalgia you know, thing yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's almost it's been like 10 years yeah 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 you know? and they still remember you and all that some of them do i'm sure i mean you know, i'm sure that there's a lot of them that came and went that sure i don't remember yeah, yeah i mean that happens anyway yeah so i did that for like you know four to six months and then i got deployed uh, and from uh, from 2009 to 2010, I got deployed. Mm-hmm. Came back. I came back to San Diego. I didn't go back to Tucson. And I did some open mics in 2010. Gotcha. But you know, just scattered. And uh, when I did the open mics in 2010, I don't remember anybody from that time. 
yeah, I just remember seeing faces or faces, whatever. Yeah. But I don't when I came, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then I got deployed again from 2010 to 2011. And when I finally came back to San Diego, that's when I start. I, that's when I count it mm-hmm. because that's when I really hit the ground running. I gotcha. Like I, I had developed like a bunch of unemployment money right. for for serving. Uh-huh. So for like a year and a half, I didn't, I didn't work. All I did was just, you know, as many I did as many open mics as I could. The madhouse had just opened in, in Horn Plaza, so I was there all the time. Gotcha. Uh, grinding, with, you know, how you guys. How the young, the young folks. The ones, you know, yeah, the ones that can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was doing that shit. Grinding, i.e., like hanging out at bars. And, every, yeah. every, every, you know, five days a week, I yeah. stand up comedy. Cool. And then you've done like comedy in Mexico and and and, yeah. and Spanish language stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was like my that was my original goal. To do Spanish language. Right, right. Uh, I will. I want. Um, there wasn't really like a lot of stand up in 2008 in, mm-hmm. in, in Mexico. The right. traditional like Buddy Hackett kind of guys with like the bow tie. Hey, I went to the doctor's office and uh, you know that kind of shit. You so know? like that 50s kind of. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, like 60s, uh, late, uh, early 70s style of, of, of stand up was uh, prominent. And I was like, no, you know, like we. I, I wanted to start something. Right. And uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't start anything. But luckily, uh, a bunch of people were on the same page. And around that time, that's when. They, uh, Got it going, yeah. Yeah, the same, the Mexican stand-up uh, scene started exploding. People that were only doing stand-up for like a year and a half to two years, they were already like coming out on Comedy Central, Latino. Yeah. Just because there was nobody around, man. If I was, around, if I'd have been around that time. It's like shit. a niche demographic yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I left just when that shit started. Oh damn. Yeah. So when I came back, I, I made it a goal to, to go back and and I was able, to, I was uh, uh, featured on a t- uh, national television show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. In a stand-up comedy show, and that was actually a dream come true. Like I, I accomplished the goal that I wanted. So you're like the second international comedian that we've had on tonight. I, maybe who's this first? The first? Uh, the other lady. She had, she had done comedy in uh, Paris. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, well, that's cool. So do you ever have those those fellas from like Mexico? You have them come up here? Every once in a while I've seen them, but I haven't seen them in years. Some of them I haven't seen in years. Like the Mexico City people, I haven't seen in years. But I do see the Tijuana guys uh, uh, often. I, I later, later, you know, when I wanted to continue doing Spanish, right. I searched. Uh, me and actually, me and Benji actually went out there uh, scouting to see if uh, there was any venues that we could do Spanish comedy in. And then around that same time, uh, there's a couple of guys that were like, "Hey, we want to learn. You know, we want to do stand up comedy." They started open mics at bars. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started going to the as, as much as I could. Start going to those open mics at the. And I built a relationship with those guys. Those guys are really great. They've the Tijuana comedy scene is blown the fuck up because of those guys. They work really fucking hard. They're That's like, awesome. Yeah, they're featuring out on, on local television there. They they pack out like a theater all the time. They're fucking great. I love those dudes. That's crazy. That's like not that even. That's like 20 miles away. Yeah. You know, there's like another whole scene happening and right. Yeah. Um, so I mean. So, I mean, do you mean to access that soon enough, or? Well, I do one Spanish show a month here, so I yeah. want to keep that alive. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a market for it, and also it's fun, you know. How does that go? I mean, not so good, not always. Once a while, every once, I mean, like the shows are great. Yeah, yeah. The shows are fun. The, the people that enjoy it, but I don't, I don't get like a large crowd just because it's kind of niche. I don't know. Yeah. Like if in Tijuana, it's different because everybody, you know, speaks Spanish, and there's and there's that young crowd that goes to college there, you know. So they got they have a, a market. But here in in San Diego, it's like, who do I market this this stand up to? Because like the older crowd, they're used to that old hacky kind of comedy. Gotcha. And the younger crowd, they're like pochos, which means like they were, they're, yeah, they're they're Mexican, but they were born, but they were raised with like American uh, culture, so they're not really, they don't really care. So they, so they go more for like Americanized comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a, it's really hard to get the. Market. I'm trying to find who to market exactly because I want to market it to the younger crowd, but they don't know or they don't care. Right. Um, and the older crowd isn't going to get the style. They're not going to. A lot of these guys do like alt comedy or observational kind of shit. Or, gotcha. Oh, you know. So. Is that some stuff yeah, that are yeah. modern to Mexico right, 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 right now? Yeah. Like I'm sure you've, you. I'm sure that like if in India, if you said some of the shit that you say and. Uh, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I'm not. Am I allowed to say? Shit? Yeah, it's fine. You know, if you said some of the stuff you say in your set, to like, oh no, I, I would be like uh, they would, murdered. They were like, "What the hell?" Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what's always uh, with a lot of like uh, Latino older crowd, you you make fun of God or you or you talk about abortion or oh, I got gotcha. you. You know, stuff. Like yeah, that. I mean, I, like whoa. When I do Indians, I have to cater my set, you know, yeah. to do that. Like you have to be sensitive because mm-hmm. even the younger folks are sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting, though. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find out how much time this guy's got left. Cause I gotta go. All right. Uh, do 
uh, light them. No worries, man. Well, I light them, but I gotta play them off and I gotta play the music. Yeah, yeah. You, Benji, can you find out how much yeah, this guy's got left? We do have to appreciate that Luis's time is coming um, while in the middle yeah, of his, his work, and this is the headliner on on stage at the moment. Um, so I guess on that note, uh, do you have a Twitter handle? Anything uh, coming up, shows-wise? Anything you want to plug? Um, well, I'm I'm on the showcases on the on the 16th. On the 15th and the 16th here at the Palace, so awesome. I'll be on the showcase. So February, yes, is yeah, coming up I'm next. I'm planning on doing a Spanish show soon. I don't have anything yet. Cool. Uh, oh, shit, I got to go. And you can check everything on the Comedy Palace uh, right website. ComedyPalace.com. Cool. cool. All right. All right, Bye. thanks, Luis. Yep. I guess it, it uh, you know, co-host uh, Benji, Benji Garcia. Is it Reyes Garcia or Garcia? Garcia Reyes, but people, or at least if you get one of the two names yeah. right, you're, you're, you're ready for baseball. But yeah, yeah, we, we did the, this is the first uh, uh, live from the Comedy Palace uh, podcast. This is the concept we've been kind of working on for a little bit. Um, we can see Again, the, the live stream going. Um, Again, if you love it, don't tell us, tell us what you hate about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, if you love it, then tell my mom. Yes. Tell my mom. Yes. Uh, but we really want to know what you hate about it so we can do it better. Yeah. Not, like, make you hate it more, but, you know, like, hate it less. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. So we've got to talk to some folks tonight. And, um, yeah. Well, just and, uh, stay tuned on the, on the Comedy Palace social media pages. We're going to be sharing the clips and the highlights. And uh, hopefully we can uh, book uh, more people and give them a heads up and... Right. And so yeah. come check out these live shows. Yeah, yeah. and then this is uh, our headliner here tonight is about to wrap up, Jason Cheney, and uh, pretty soon this place is going to descend into chaos as people, um, you know, hoard for, for all make? the comics and, and and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's about time to wrap it up. It's Friday night. People are trying to mate. Yep, trying to mate. Cool. Well, you guys have a good one. Stay up. Yep. Take it. Take it easy, everybody. For dates and showtimes, visit thecomedypalace.com.